When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Come right back at you from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, or do whatever you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Pop Culture Cosmos to cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, plus Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, the great guys at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and join Ox1947 as everyone is rejoicing today at LakersBall.com. Plus, also, he owns a company, and in SoCal, you can support him today. And that's Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Plus, also, as well, for the latest news and insight, on everything going on with the NBA draft, there's no better place to go than the Upside Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. That Lakers and six there, they kind of threw me off. Go ahead and check out what Stone Hansen and the guys are saying on the latest NBA draft news and items right there for you at the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. Plus, they're good friends at Lakerholics.com, the number one Lakers blogger, Laker Tom. You know he's rejoicing in Laker Tomland. <laughs> And you know he's letting Jamie Sweet know right now at Lakerholics.com. Plus also our good friends at the John McHalian channel. Go ahead, subscribe today and get to hear some great conversation at the John McHalian channel. And for an awesome Friday show, there's no better way to start your morning than the magic man in the morning right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break channel. And if you could support all that, Plus, thank you for all the likes and subscribes that you give us and everything that you've done for us this season because it looks like the season may continue for a little while longer. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, with just a few days off, head into Memphis for a first-round matchup. Game one, all eyes of the NBA was going to be on Sunday right here on the television, national TV audience. Everybody excited to see what was going to happen. The young 
up and coming Memphis Grizzlies, number two in the Western Conference against the Los Angeles Lakers, coming off a very, very tenuous victory right there in overtime against Minnesota. Lakers had not looked good coming into the past few games. So what would happen? Well, I'll tell you what would happen is that we are going to throw a lot of flowers today at a lot of people because a lot of great things happened for the Lakers right off the get-go. They started out strong, held a 30-27 to lead at the end of the first quarter, gave it back by the half, but they were still very competitive. It did get concerning as AD suffered a stinger there in the second quarter, had to go back to the locker room, and we all just held our collective breaths. <gasps> but to tell you what, he came back. And the Lakers did as well with a very strong 37 to 25 performance in the third quarter. Traditionally, their worst quarter of the season. They made the adjustments that they need to make. Darvin Ham is going to get a lot of praise today. And the Lakers with an absolutely terrific second half, their best second half of the season, absolutely drove on by the Memphis Grizzlies, who lost John Morant late in the game with a wrist injury. He fell down uh, trying to go ahead and drive to the basket and unfortunately not only got an offensive foul, but it looks like he uh, got really hurt as well. So we're going to get updates and status on him, I'm sure, over the next few days. But the Lakers came off with their mm -hmm. best game of the season and they win 128 to 112. I was pumped. I was full of nerves all game long, wherever I was at. And then I ended up on playback. I pissed off Joe even by with all my shouting. I'll tell you what, it was awesome indeed, but there's an awesome array of panelists here. And we're glad to have the chat already flowing. The best Lakers chat room that's out there is the Lakers fast break for the best victory of the year. And here today to start the, all the action and all the great talk, the good man indeed. He's the madman for Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and join us on playback. You know what? I'm glad he's not in Memphis traffic because that's you know having a hard time right now after they all left early because they got blown out at the end. It is Magic Man, Sean Grice and Magic Man. Great to have you here, my friend. You did an amazing job this past week with all the shows that you hosted. Your thoughts? You got your lucky hat, your lucky jersey. You're, you're ready to rock and roll. I heard you hollering and screaming. Joe wasn't mad at you. He was just mad at me. But I'll tell you why. We was for a great reason because the Lakers played their best damn game of the year. Best damn game period, Gerald. The period. Well, for this season. For this, 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 for this uh, tremendous effort uh, overall. I was look, we give flowers when it's required. Darvin Ham coached his best game as a Lakers head coach tonight. And he couldn't have picked a better game for it. Just a, a few things that I really loved. I love the fact that he took a chance and put Vando on jaw to just try and not slow him down because you, you can't slow him down, but you can contain and try and corral him. And that's what Vando did for the most part, Gerald. And it wasn't just Vando. It was also a collective team effort. Memphis loves to play up and down transition ball. And uh, the Lakers did a really good job of, of valuing uh, spacing when it comes to jaw and taking it away. Vando did an incredible job of just trying to take up as much space as possible so jaw couldn't go into his second gear. When he goes into that second gear, that's when everybody else uh, follows from 
Jaws, Jaws' ability to create momentum is synergistic. He has that uh, quality. It's a charisma on the court. Um, but it wasn't there today because the Lakers in the first half kept a, a six to eight point lead. And then unfortunately, uh, AD suffered uh, what we now know is, is going to be a stinger. And um, I know a lot of people will point to the fact, oh, well, Anthony Davis uh, has another injury. But a stinger is one of the worst injuries you could ever, ever have as a human being rather uh, and as an athlete. It's the worst three to five minutes of constant pain you'd ever be in. It's, it's it, the only worst things that I've seen are a gunshot or a heart attack because the, the, the inflammation – is so bad it feels like your whole arm, shoulder, leg is Kick on to the fire. the nether regions hurts quite a bit too. Yeah, that uh, that does that that could cause some <laughs> internal bleeding. But uh, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll go to Toronto. We'll try it out on you and see which hurts worse, and you can let us know. That. Yeah, no, you don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna play Rochambeau with uh, you. Okay, all right, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, never mind. all right, but but uh, Gerald. Uh, again, flowers to Darvin Ham. He yes. wins. His, he wins the third quarter. He outscores them by twelve. And uh, Rui decides he's going to have the quarter of his life. <laughs> um, and Somebody's playing for a new contract. Yeah, but what what real what was really striking was it was all net. There were no bounces. There wasn't. It was swish, swish, swish. And then we saw Austin Reeves show in the fourth quarter, Gerald. I'm calling him the country matrix. Um, he and the reason why I call him that is because he, uh, even though he's a bit he's a bit smaller than him, his game is very reminiscent of Sean Marion. Even though he's got more, I would say, more point guard instincts in him, but um, he's all over the he's all over the court. Um, he did his best to uh, play on both ends, and again. It was the AD, Austin Reeves, and Rui show tonight. So it, it, it's nice to see now that um, we don't have to be so reliant on AD and LeBron to show up each and every night that there's going to be a role player or two that comes up in the clutch. And I was so pleased with the effort today. Uh, I haven't been this pumped as a Laker fan probably since October of 2020. So I'm on, I'm on cloud nine right now, Gerald. Once again, the Lakers do win 128 to 112. Great to have everyone here. It is the Lakers fast break. Also here today, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out with the guys from the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. It is Stone Hansen. Stone, I know that there was a couple things we, we would tweak if we wished we, you know, we could, but Overall, just a great coaching job by Ham today. We're going to go ahead and send him flowers when he deserves it, and he does deserve it today. Great performances all around. LeBron, you know, on the defensive end, he really played a lot better than what he did on offense. Yeah, LeBron defensively played really well. One of the best help defensive games he's probably had this year. You see him coming off the weak side for blocks and things like that. He stayed pretty engaged offensively like you said there are some road bumps with him but uh you know overall we'll we'll skim past that for today because we had such a good day uh yeah it was from the get-go in the first quarter a really well coached game uh this is the first game out of 84 games where I feel like Darvin Ham was did well as a coach um I think that he had a good coaching game um and I won't 
sugarcoat that at all or or hamper it by saying he should have done this or that. I think he coached a really good game. And I think that uh, he really executed in the first quarter, like the, you know, keeping the pace extremely high. Uh, they wanted to make sure they're getting out in front and setting the tone early with the Grizzlies, which they did. The second quarter, it fell apart a little bit, but then in third and the fourth, um, the Lakers, you know, made sure to execute the game plan well. We actually ran offensive schemes. Um, we saw a horn set. We saw... Uh, multiple pick and rolls against like the proper personnel this was a really well executed game by both the players and the coach and everything you can tell they definitely spent a lot of time on film um beforehand uh during that week off and and made the most of it so i think that all around this was a, a very good lakers win um from everybody involved uh and i think that that hopefully it continues throughout the series once again, the Lakers do win 128-112. to 112. They take game one of the first round of the playoffs against the Memphis Grizzlies. Also here today, good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out when he's Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is the man from Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, my, you've, got, you've got a ruckus going around on the background for you, my friend. But that also means that there was a lot of fun today watching today's game. I saw a lot of flowers you threw out there for the whole Lakers, the team, and also Darvin Ham as well. It started early. Uh, Stone and I were on early. I was, uh, I had an impromptu business thing that came up. I was trying to watch it on, on my phone. Uh, but as soon as the ball went up, it was just really good execution on the offense, the defense. I, I, I believe AD had three blocks, I think, within the first five minutes of the, of the first quarter. Yes. I was just extremely happy at, at, at just the mindset and how their motivation was uh, at the beginning. And, it, and, and, it, and they, they ran it through all the way to, to the end. And I, I am not – this is not hyperbole. This is the best game they've played not just this year. I'm talking this was a freaking clinic of basketball because Memphis played really good. They did not play bad. Memphis played really good. And I'm not talking about lucky shots. And I'm talking they were running an offense. They were going inside. Triple J was doing his thing. They were making three-pointers left and right. It was a – first of all, the NBA – if NBA games were like this and, and the Sacramento-Golden State game, you we, we're all in for a treat. This was a phenomenal game from both sides. The crowd was great. It was on the road, that which is it's always a little bit sweeter when you do these kind of things on the road, at least as a Laker fan, because we've won so many championships on the road. Uh, I, I prefer to win on the road. Um, so the sequence where John Morant got hurt you don't wish anyone to get hurt like that, but that sequence, if you watch the entire uh, series on that possession, John Morant could not go anywhere without Vanderbilt in his pocket. And to boot, AD comes in, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the league. And then you have Vandy, who's didn't have the numbers, didn't need them, but played no amazing all game and Darvin Ham thank you thank you thank you for listening to us 
from a few days ago and telling and, and, and listening and, and us telling you, please put the Vandalorian on John Morant and, and, and just let that be what it needs to be. And not only did AD get the offensive foul on his side, but even after the play, Vandy blocked the shot and then obviously he got hurt. It was a sequence of what I, what I like to use in terms of the analogy of you called the perfect defense, you sacked the quarterback, and you took him out. And that's what they did. They took him out, and it was over after that. It was done. And I love physical basketball. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I necessarily miss the 90s basketball in terms of the 79-78 games. However, I do miss a little bit of that with the skill set that they have on offense, and that's what we saw tonight. The Lakers were – I just am proud. I'm, I was very proud. I was just proud that the only word I could think of was I was so proud of them and how they played from beginning to end. I know that we, you can't expect perfection like this. I mean, it was near perfection. And, and I know that we have a lot of people on our panel today, so I'm going to kind of keep it short here so Tom can talk. Uh, I, I will discuss my next subject about guys like Rui, D'Angelo, and obviously – uh, the new uh, new new name for Austin, which is the, the what is it? Matrix. The country, country matrix. matrix. Now, there's a really cool picture that I'm gonna. I, I don't know if I can send it to you, Gerald. You can post it somewhere. Of course, it I is. Think. It is officially the white mamba picture, and I'll, I'll send that to you an email to the email for all you guys. But I, I'm just uh, congratulations to, to to the entire team. You guys played. Absolutely brilliant, and I, I highly enjoyed the game. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That seems to me like something that is possible, something that could happen. Whether you're introduced to a character or a location or something that will tie it to the new movies coming. But it's still Ray from The Last Skywalker. From right, that but it could be the new Jedi for the new movies that you're talking about, yeah. for the new branch that's going to grow yeah. all out of it. Yeah, come, on, come, oh, on, come, on, come on, Come on, come on, come on. I gotta attach it all at some place or it's disjointed uh, and it doesn't make on. any sense. Come, come on. on. Come on. <laughs> it is gonna make a sense because you can say it's a long time ago. That scroll at the beginning of every Star Wars movie sets up everything for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. They make you read the recap instead of showing it to you. That's the difference. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers winning 128 to 112. Tremendous effort by everyone involved. Want to go ahead and run down the numbers before I get Laker Tom in here. Anthony Davis, 10 of 17, 22 points, plus 27, seven block shots and 12 rebounds. LeBron James, 21 points, five turnovers, five assists, three block shots and 11 rebounds. 8 of 16 for LeBron, 3 of 8 from behind the 3, 10 of 17 for AD. D'Angelo Russell, 7 of 17, 3 of 9 from behind the arc, 19 points, but a plus 20 and 7 assists. Austin Reeves, 8 of 13, 3 of 5 from behind the 3, 4 of 4 from the line, and 23 points and plus 15. Tremendous numbers overall. And, of course, the guy that got the 
record for the most points off the bench in a playoff game. 29 points for the Lakers. 29 points plus 12. Rui Hashimura, 11 of 14, 5 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line. Simply outstanding numbers right there for you. And also here today to talk about the great performance overall. Good man indeed. Got to go ahead and check him out. It's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there on Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you here, my friend. You had confidence in this team that they could pull this off right from the get-go. So I'm going to give you flowers. We're throwing flowers all over the place because <laughs> the Lakers did not end the season as well as we had hoped. But, they, you know, exactly. They took the four days off they needed, and they came back stronger and better than ever. You know, this was uh, this was one of those games that you'll always remember. I, I, as I was starting to watch the game, I was just really nervous. More nervous than I, you know, I, I used to be just like this before every single Lakers game, and and I almost became un- impossible to live with. You know, I was a bundle of nerves too, Tom. You know, if you if you win, if you win, the day is great. But if you lose, man, it's the drain is circling fast. But the way that the Lakers responded in this game, you had to love the fact that they didn't have any turnovers in the entire first quarter. They came out, they executed, they they played well. And AD blocking shots. I mean, he had seven blocks and three three steals. LeBron had three blocks and two steals. It was it was just a perfect game because of how we played. You know, you keep saying during the year we keep saying this team is exactly what it is. Well, you know, the truth is this team is what it is. They never give up. They're in every game. They don't get separated out by twenty and thirty points. They really fight. And they got guys who aren't afraid to take the shots, even if it's not LeBron James and Anthony Davis. D'Lo was willing to take that shot. Reeves showed you tonight that he's willing to take that shot. When you got two stars below your two superstars like that, what did we do with Austin Reeves? I mean, Hillbilly Kobe may not have been a bad description for the guy. He's impressing me more every game. Did you see him take over the game at the end there? I you mean, see that behind the back pass to Reeves. Yeah, I know, but corner. wait, well, wait, they came down and they gave the ball to Reeves and everybody else moved out of the way. <laughs> I mean, this was like, yeah, no, okay, I, I, why didn't Jenkins game plan for this? Austin yeah. Reeves, the closer, you know, why didn't Memphis give him the ball back so he could do it again? I wanted <laughs> to see him do it again. I think everybody else in the arena wanted to see him do it again, too. Well, they were all leaving. We we held the 25 <laughs> points and 22 points in the third and fourth quarters. We shut them down in the in at the end and at the end it was a laughable. We turned a five point deficit going into the fourth into a 16 point victory. I you know I predicted that the Lakers were going to win in six. Uh, I'll take it. I'll, I'll I'll tell you though that I I think that there's it's five now and I think that there's a chance that if the Lakers take tomorrow's game it'll be a sweep. Uh, it'll be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep at this point in time because the Lakers have shown the only thing that could keep us could derail us at this point in time would be Anthony or LeBron getting injured. Nothing else is going to stop this team at this point in time. 
once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 128 to 112. Magic Man, are you ready to go and ready to rock and roll? Because I got next questions for you, my friend. Yeah, you I just, okay? I ju yeah, I, ju I, I am. Are you just, just screaming not... outside? That's no, okay. You can let no, it out. After, after what Tom just said, I just knocked on some wood, so we're good. Okay, okay. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I did want to ask you, though, you know, LeBron – People are, are chiding him a little bit. You know, I know in the playback, they talked about whether he was tired or unfocused, my friend. But you know what? Again, 8 of 16 did not have to do a whole lot offensively, even though he got 11 assists. Uh, excuse me, 11 rebounds and five assists. Did get a lot of turnovers. Did seem unfocused on that end at times. But his defense, three block shots, did play pretty good on the perimeter, unless it was against Triple J. Triple J did have his number a little bit. But outside of that, again, LeBron didn't give you the best of games. How good is it that we get this kind of victory? And thank you for subscribing, Aron. Appreciate you going ahead and being a part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Your thoughts on this, my friend. LeBron does not have the best of games. The team rallies around him. This is exactly what he was hoping for when they made all these trades at the deadline. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny, Gerald. That, that that is true. And as you were just saying that 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 uh, famous line of his popped into my head: "We're top heavy as blank." And you know he's riding with AD in depth right now, and he's got to really like what he like. At this point in time, if he wanted to put his stamp or his emphasis on the game, he could have. He he was he's certainly capable of it. He certainly has the authority to do it. He just decided, you know what? Why do I have to give 100% effort when I'm giving 80% and everybody else is killing it for me and we're 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 still in this game? I think it's about conservation for him at this point too, Gerald. He's think he always See, here's the thing, right? We talked about this the other day. He uses game ones as more of an evaluation rather than a, a finality. He doesn't really care whether he's up 1-0 or down 0-1. It it's insignificant to him. Um, for years, Tom Thibodeau and the Bulls always got game one against the Cavs, but they always ended up losing in five. <laughs> so, thank you. By the way, thank you, Hung, for subscribing to us as well. So, so yeah, I understand what people are saying. I don't think it was a lack of energy and I don't think it was a, a, a lack of focus. I'm not sure what word used to describe it. It's, he wasn't disinterested, but it wasn't as if he was trying to be authoritative at all. It was almost as if he was being, he was being um, passive throughout the whole game until Help defense needed to come, and he reacted. It it just seems LeBron was more read and react tonight rather than 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 actually trying to uh, force the issue. And I thought it worked to the Lakers' advantage, Gerald. That it did. That it did, my friend. Stone, let me ask you this again: Great victory by the Lakers, one twenty-eight to one twelve. When I bring you in right now, Stone, I want to ask you this. I mean, you saw throughout the game the kind of adjustments Ham was making on both the offensive and defensive end. Was there anything in particular that stuck out to you as far as that was really notable as opposed to something maybe he wasn't doing before? Uh, the big thing for me was actually like running offensive sets. Um, I think in the 83 games before this, we haven't really seen that throughout an entire game. Um, and for the first time, 
uh, on game 84, <laughs> uh, Ham comes out and, and starts running offensive sets and runs them well um, against, uh, you know, guys that um, he's running pick and roll against guys like Xavier Tillman that don't really stand a chance in pick and roll against uh, Anthony Davis. And then you are running double horn sets with uh, D'Lo at the top and you have AD and LeBron, um, you know, uh, backpedaling towards the paint even though Triple J is a, a really high caliber defender, running a double horns is something we haven't really seen so far. So uh, Ham has put offensive sets and schemes, although simplistic, they're effective with the personnel that he has and the personnel he's using it against. And those are things we just haven't seen before. Uh, for the first time we saw uh, LeBron and D'Lo pick and roll, usually you don't see... Um, but I guess we would, in this case, describe LeBron as the big, but in general, uh, you can perceive it as like a double guard pick and roll, which is becoming more popular in the NBA, uh, where you have two shooters and two passers inside that pick and roll. Uh, and we've only done traditional pick and rolls this entire season, where it's AD as the pick and roll guy uh, and a guard running the initiating the set. That's just not something um, that uh ham has has started uh until game 84 today so we've he whatever whoever talked to him or something happened to where uh he has implemented an offensive scheme and set that just hasn't been there uh and i'm all here for it because as you can see it produced results um if ham can continue doing this I think we stand a, a, a very good chance, much better than I initially anticipated of, of going further. So <clears throat> he has to continue doing this, but this is an excellent start. Defensively, I thought we played pretty well too. I think that there are a couple adjustments I would have made. I know I said that I wasn't going to bring anything up, but I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, I think that he uh, has, he, he play, he's trying to play this cramped court thing defensively where uh, he's trying to take away driving lanes for jaw and cramp the pack the paint. Um, I would like it to do that less because a lot of times he's leaving three really proficient shooters on the wing. Uh, and I don't think that's the greatest way to go about it. I would rather hard hedge jaw, but uh, I think that for the most part, defensively, our guys stayed really locked in. <clears throat> we saw the cramped court thing coming to play in the first quarter, especially with Rory giving up a couple of threes to Santi Aldama. And that's sort of the, the negative aspect of that sort of defense. But altogether, I think in, in totality, this was a really well-coached game for him. Uh, and we we played um, very well. We executed everything well. I, I I think everyone would be surprised if you had told them before this game played was played that we would get 40% of our looks from three. Uh, I'm not really sure anyone expected that uh, or expected us to shoot what we did from three on the volume that we did. So um, I... I don't know how sustainable the we can play exactly to this level every yeah, game. Forty three percent from behind the arc, sixteen made threes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot to ask for the team that was not the <laughs> three point shooting team in the NBA this year. Yeah, I, I I don't think that we can we should. I don't. I think it's unfair to expect this sort of performance every single game. But I think uh, it is fair to put the the ask on him to continue to coach the way he has, because I do think ultimately that was the biggest difference maker uh, in this game and what resulted in, in the win in the fashion that we won. So uh, I think that those should continue. Yeah. I, I really quick to address the comment from Zingerstein that that is exactly what it is. It's to stop dribble penetration, especially when jaw is out there. 
I don't understand why they're doing that once Tyus Jones was out there and Jaw went to the bench. I think that was uh, a missed opportunity for them to preferably, you know, stick on man on on the three. But yeah, I'm too I'm too into my coaching bag right now, so I'll give it off to somebody else. <laughs> don't get him started. Don't get him started, Joe. So, though, wait, go ahead, Sean. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. I'll, I'll be real. Get... Yeah, I'll be real Please. quick. Taylor okay. Jenkins just said that uh, the X-rays on John Morant were negative, and he'll be reevaluated in two days. And he also said that uh, uh, Rui Hashimura's threes were less about the game plan and more about how the Lakers figured out how to move the ball and got their defense shifting. Well, again, such great uh, techniques. Thank you, Sean, for those updates. Just, just great as far as back and forth, uh, the way that they go ahead and made the changes on the fly like that. Also, he, again, Joe, wanted to get you back in on this, my friend. With such a great game plan, though everything fell into place virtually exactly the way the Lakers wanted to, especially in that second half, the Lakers' best second half of the year. The question now comes as far as the second game is concerned because you've got the split so many teams that steal the first game they have a tendency to fall flat because they think, oh yeah we've got the split we can go back home with you know a split we got it got the advantage already what can the lakers do to go ahead and repeat this kind of performance on wednesday well looking at it from a statistical standpoint they shot over 53 percent they hit 43% from three and only missed two free throws out of 16. And then you had Anthony Davis just essentially set the tone at the beginning of the game by just telling everybody, you ain't, you ain't going to score. And by the way, he had seven blocks. I think he had like five jackups. I call them jackups. Like he, people that just get jacked up by, by him being there, right? Uh, when you have that kind of presence, it's just difficult to to really look at the next games and go well if this guy's going to be there what makes you think he's not going to continue to do that like why wouldn't he do that so ad would have to basically mail it in in game two for them to let's say do a run do a, a run a runaway in that game if the lakers don't have uh the efficiency from the three let's say if Rui doesn't go off sure you you could see them you know, tie in the series. I'm not expecting Rui hitting as, you know, every three. It felt like he hit every three. I think he've hit um, five of six, but, but more than the five that went in, it was when he made them every single one of those threes was like that either extending the lead or it was that, Oh, they just came back and hit a three and then Rui would hit a three. And it, and it, and it was just, it was like, Ugh, we can't catch up when it was on Memphis' side. And then finally, at the end of the game, Lakers ended up just wearing them out. And that is something that is very interesting, something that I noticed even more today because we saw it last week. We saw teams. We're seeing teams get tired in the end. We're There's this fallacy that we're the old team. We're not old, guys. Only LeBron is old. And and LeBron is LeBron played today like he was vacationing. He played great, in my opinion. It was great. Other than those, he was doing some Westbrook things. I don't know why he keeps doing those, but he he didn't do them as much as he did last week. But this is this is really encouraging that LeBron could be as effective as he was on defense and still score twenty points. But it felt like he kind of 
was able to rest too. He played 34 minutes, but I felt like I didn't really hear LeBron's name that much. He he looked like he was just kind of just kind of there and, and and being a decoy. That's a good thing. That's a good thing because you preserve him should you get past this round. And that's the thing here, guys. If the Lakers win this series, there is going to be a major shift in attitude in the second and third rounds. People are going to start getting worried, especially if AD does what he does. I mean, it's just seven blocks, guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just – I it was every everything in a game that I wanted to watch, everything. And, I, I again, Memphis played good. So to answer your question, Gerald, teams that are lower seeds that come out and steal game one, I didn't look at this as a steal game one. This wasn't some uh, Memphis took them, took them lightly and didn't play well. Memphis played really good. It's just that the Lakers played better. And that's scary. That's scary if you're Memphis because now – you can go into game two with – do you go into game two with that attitude of, well, what do we got to lose if the Lakers win game two? Now you're like, holy crap, we're not going to – we're if we have to win this series, we're going to have to win it in seven for sure at that point, and we're going to have to win two games in L.A., which L.A. plays pretty well at home, at least lately. Um, it's it's going to be – I'm just I, – I guess I'm trying not to think about Tuesday's game right now. I'm just very, very happy. I'm, I'm going to – Go back and watch the game a little bit. Uh, I Wednesday's game. Wednesday. We've I'm sorry, Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. Time off. Yeah, even better. Tom, Laker Tom started by saying earlier it was like it was it was tomorrow's game, and I was like, and, no, and, Wednesday, Wednesday. And, and we talked. We talked about this on playback. We talked about a playback that week, almost a week, not a full week, but that extra time. Boy, did that help! They spent team. it well. They spent it well. Ooh, we've been begging. For some practice time. We've been begging for some coaching. Guys, this is why we, we say what we say. We, these guys need to be coached. They coached. Darvin and, and his crew coached this last few days as, as, as good as you could have. Any, it could have been anybody. It could have been a Phil Jackson coach team if, if, if I didn't know who the coach was. I would have I would have believed it because it was just absolutely almost flawless. I know. Uh, uh, Stone is a little bit more uh, involved with the, the intricacies of, of the game as they go because that's his job. But I tend to kind of look at, you know, lapses during the game as just, you know, either the team uh, you're playing uh, adjusts your situation or you just sometimes when you get a 15-point, 15-20-point lead, you just naturally take your foot off the gas. But I I just I, – I'm just happy. I, I got everything I wanted in this game. It was It was entertaining. Both teams played well. The crowd was doing great. The, the, the players were efficient. The players were clutch. Everybody did their job. God, let's just, I want more of this, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it indeed. It's 128 to 112 victory for the Los Angeles Lakers. The game two is on Wednesday. Laker Tom, I bring it back to you, my friend. Two and a half years ago, we were talking about the Lakers heading into the playoffs after a bubble session that about eight games where the Lakers just be, basically meandered through. We were lamenting right. that. We were worried about how the Lakers would be heading into the playoffs. Didn't As we lose the first game too, I think. We no, he's not. played uh, playing uh, uh, with the Wizards, Tom. No, oh. no, no, we're talking about with the Lakers when they were. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah. Lost, yeah. I think they lost, lost the first game, game in three of the four playoff series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, yeah. They were only games That's we correct. lost. That's great. Yeah. So, so basically, Other than until the, the finals. Yeah. 
yeah, up until the finals when they when they took the lead on there. But the Lakers, you know, they struggled in in that last few games. What was it, eight games before they right. headed into the playoffs? So we had our great concerns then. Right. But none of those games counted, and we knew that. No, but no, but and the players again, knew it too. But the game, but it's the similarities of them struggling as far as them getting into the playoffs, the play-ins, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards, and then the Lakers showing their wares. Coming into coming into this session here against this game, I want to ask your thoughts on this, my friend. This has eerie similarities to then simply fact again because the Lakers didn't show you all their cards until mm-hmm. they came out and when the money was really on the table. I think the parallel that you're trying to draw there is pretty apt, Gerald. Um, I didn't get it at first, but but at that point in time, because the Lakers had sort of stumbled their way back and everybody been gone for four months, you know, everybody was everybody looked at the Lakers coming out and playing the way they did as a surprise. It's like Sean said, the the whole discussion changed at that point in time. And I think that what's interesting to me is I love the way this team is constructed. I mean, we have all of the pieces. We may want to upgrade some of the pieces because some of them are upgradable. There's no doubt about that. But when you look at it, there's always that question of should they have start should at some point in time Rui start and and it's gonna it's getting harder and harder not to say that that maybe he should it's just the single-minded defensive speed that uh, that Vanderbilt brings to the game I think justifies us keeping Rui as the as maybe the best six man in well, the let game. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, back. Tom. Was it that game he was sat down and got a coach uh, coaching, uh, you, know, you know, just basically the coach did not allow him to play that game as far as I concerned. Ever since then, he has totally yeah. changed as a player on that team. You know, I haven't I, I haven't read anything that has connected those dots. I mean, I've connected myself several times, but um, I, I think the thing that they were doing is they wanted Rui to play harder on defense. And that's why he was sat down at that point in game. At least that's the things that I've heard speculated. And he came back, and since then, he's just been on fire. Um, You know, (laughs) it's funny because I was watching the warm-up videos of guys taking threes, and Rui was just nailing them before the game. And he just kept it up during the game. Sean brought up an interesting point about LeBron. LeBron really does take those first games of every series to figure out what do I need to do for myself in this particular series against this particular opponent? What do I need to do for us to win? When you look at, at the other scores that he's got in the game now with D'Lo and with D'Lo and Reeves being added with a MVP level AD, LeBron is sitting back there and he's saying, he's not only saying maybe I should save some of this gas for later in the playoffs, but he's also sort of really saying, hey, they don't need me to score tonight. They don't really need me for a whole lot of assists. I, I guess I better play some defense. And, and that's the route that he took tonight. Um, and I think he's got a luxury going into the playoffs that we're going to be able to see a LeBron James really pick and choose game by game, quarter by quarter, maybe play by play. What do I need to do to make this team win? And that's a whole different type of LeBron James than the LeBron James who's got to score 30 and dish out 10 assists and grab 10 rebounds for his team to be in it because he doesn't have to do that with this team. And I think that that's the realization that's 
going to come across the rest of the league as these playoffs progress and as the Lakers go through and win. I think that they can win the series. I think they can sweep the Grizzlies. We'll see how tough the Grizzlies come back. You know, if the Grizzlies lose the second game at home, there's their big danger now. You lose that second game at home, you can get outshot in the third and fourth games and swept. Even though, even though you're not, you're not, the Lakers aren't four games better than you are. But that can happen because of just the swing. That was a very, that was a very big turnaround that the Lakers did by taking the end of that game. It's interesting because Memphis has a choice. Did we lose that game because Ja got injured? Or did we lose that game because we got outplayed? Because whatever attitude they take in, in coming back is going to determine. And the Lakers, I, I, saw, I saw an earlier quote from somebody about being greedy. I think that's exactly right. You don't think that they're sitting there. Think, you don't think LeBron James and Anthony Davis both don't look at each other and think sweep. We could take these guys in a sweep. We take them down. We take them down Wednesday. Bring them back home to LA. Get some more rest for the next series because it looks like the Kings may give the Warriors everything they can handle. And I'd love to be able to sit there and watch games five, six, and seven of that series from LA and then take take our little bus rides over to Sacramento. That'd be a good second round series for the Lakers. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, the Lakers do win game one, 128-112 over Memphis. Sean, you were waiting patiently first. I know Joe had something to say as well. I wanted to get Sean. Go to Joe. Go to to Joe. Joe. Are you busy ordering, along with Kenneth Stone, your own Rui Hashimura (laughs) jersey right now? Not quite yet, but if he keeps firing threes like this, Gerald, it's an inevitability. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Go ahead, Joe. You have thoughts, man? There was – so you guys were talking about Rui and his uh, coach's decision sit-down in the game previously. Uh, no, 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 Joe. That wasn't previously. He said he's been watching film steadily with Phil Handy. He credits Phil Handy with changing his own his whole shot selection. Yes, Phil turned him into 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 uh, a he, guard he also, whisperer. Kawhi, Kawhi. He also he, he also credited Kawhi. LeBron James for really uh, just enhancing his confidence in. That. And do you know do you know why that happened? Here's why that happened. Here's why that happened. When Rui got traded, he walked into the locker room and he walked up to LeBron. He said, what do you need me to do? You want me to guard fours for you? I'll guard fours for you. You need me to be a monster on the offensive boards? I could do that too. You need me to be a physical body? I could. And LeBron trusted him. And that that this is what happens. This is what happens. Because Rui, Rui did say they believed in me. So even after he was sat, Gerald, we saw the look in his eyes, right? He did. It's not like he was coming into the game, but 
but he came out like a bat out of hell since that's happened. And that's a good point. I see Mike Trudell on Twitter was posting about Rui Hashimura saying about how he was representing Japan. And a lot of people in Japan are waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning to watch this game. Really great story for there for Rui Hashimura and how he played so well. Joe, I mean, we got to keep this thing rolling, man. This is great to see the Lakers. Finally, at the time you need them to perform their best, they are doing exactly just that. And, you know, give give some credit to uh, D'Angelo Russell. He had a phenomenal first half, and he scaled back and let his teammates also take absolutely – crucial shots and they came through for, for, for the team. It was, it's just, this was about as good of a team win as you can call it. It was, I think there was five players that had 20 points or more or more. Is that, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Michael um, Thompson, I think had a game uh, very similar to that as well, just off the bench. Yeah. I think he, I think he had the record initially for most points off the bench in a playoff game. Am I correct on that? It's either that or tied with uh, Michael Thompson. I've seen various things in the chats. I've not been able to verify that yet. Yeah. But it is, it's either record or tied as a record. And, and, and Rui didn't just hit threes. He hit another six shots, you know, inside the three. He was a force that you, you, you can't you, – this is probably the part where you can't expect him to be dropping five threes a game and, and, and you know, shooting almost 90% from the field. However – it was, you know, it's still, you had guys like Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell hitting crucial shots from beginning to end and, and, and making sure that the team never really faltered. And they really didn't, even when they were down five, even when Memphis was trying to make a run, it, you never really saw the Lakers get down or anything like that. They were, they were right back at it and bringing it back up to a, a one game deficit. It was, it was just a, it's just a good basketball game. And I, I think uh, the the confidence is what I'm going to be watching here. Are, are these guys going to feel like they're invincible in game two? If that happens, think some things could go really, really well for the Lakers. That's the key, especially if they start hitting right at the, the beginning of the game. Like if we start out like, 12 to 4 out the gate in game two. Just to let you know, it is tied. He tied with Michael Thompson, who did 29 points also mm-hmm. off the bench in 1988. Good, good. That, that was a good year for the Lakers. Let's hope this is a good year for the Lakers as well. I got the shirt to prove it right there. <laughs> right above, hanging right above us right now. I love it. So, Gerald, Absolutely. Gerald, yes, sir. so we don't know the status of John Morant for game two. Uh, yeah, that's but if go- the x rays are negative, I have a feeling Jaw's going to gut it. Jaw's tough. Jaw's going to gut it out if he can. Yeah, it's just you're talking about a player though, Gerald, with the with uh, an injury that he has to be thinking about in the back of his head. Yeah, but what every did you time, say before last week about a wounded animal? As the most dangerous animal. That's right. Yeah. So it it, it game two is not going to be uh, a walk in the park. So not be a Komodo dragon then. Because that, that doesn't work when it's a, against a Komodo dragon. If you're hurt next to a Komodo dragon, you're finished. There is no such thing as a wounded animal being a beast. Because that thing will eat you, swallow you, and cough you out. 
the uh, Komodo you, dragon. It, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you have if you have a disease, that Komodo <laughs> dragon eats you and gets the disease too. Okay. Well, uh, Stone, let me get you back in here, my oh, friend. Good point, Joe. Good point. Before we go no. on wounded animals, Komodo dragons, and all that, we've become National Geographic. Yeah, uh, one of our highest ratings. <laughs> But let me get you in here. Uh, thanks so much again for joining us. We had one of our biggest uh, chat rooms ever right now with 86 people just coming in. Thank you so much again for supporting us here at the Lakers Fast Break. They do win 128 to 112. Stone, again, The right now the focus goes in now on game two and what you can do to take it home and back to L.A. with a 2-0 lead. Because, again, I don't think the Lakers should be satisfied with just one victory here in Memphis. No, yeah, we should celebrate it, but but uh, remain focused that, you know, there's a whole series still to play. <clears throat> I think uh, you obviously really want to treat this second game with utmost priority because going up 2-0, I, I don't remember exactly what the percentage is, but it's not very high that teams coming back from that. So <clears throat> taking the first two are, is it would be huge for them. Uh, I think in order to do that, uh, once one change, major change I would make is put Anthony Davis on Jaron Jackson Jr. and not LeBron. Uh, we saw well, let Jaron me ask Jackson you this, Jr. Though, but mm-hmm. He was on Triple J a little bit on the fourth quarter, but he would always switch easily to go back and drop coverage. What would you, would right. you change that? But then again, <clears throat> it led to the seven blocks, his drop coverage, you know, stop the penetration. With John Morant out of the game, they're going to focus heavily on Triple J. I would agree with you. I think that that AD should play a little tighter on Triple J just so that everybody else can play up on those shooters. Right, and I think that that's something that coaching will have to assess and, and get through to AD is if you're on Jaron Jackson to stay on Jaron Jackson, you're not not too, you know, stray too far from him. I think if they're adjusting the defense to – there's a tendency a lot of times, and this happened today too, but obviously it worked fine for us, but um, to keep whatever defense is working or that ha- is working against, you know, the starting lineup, just keep that throughout the entire game. And I think that there's different lineups that require different defensive matchups that you can mix and match throughout the game. You don't have to pick one defense and stick with it for 48 minutes. Um, I think, you know, being able to play more drop when it's just draw out there or stick with just Jaron Jackson if Jaw's out and in and, and sitting and, and Triple J is out there as their offensive guy. I think that can require different defenses. You don't have to play the same thing no, no matter what. I think that, you know, you can switch things up. So putting AD on Triple J would be probably my, my biggest change going into game two. And then I think offensively try and replicate what you did today. Uh, obviously, I'm not expecting us to shoot for the same caliber that we did today. But uh, in terms of the actual game planning and things like that, uh, I would try and keep them the same. And you should Ham should uh, have a plan B coming into this as well. Uh, Taylor Jenkins is a pretty good coach in the league. So I imagine he makes some adjustments and, and changes to uh, counter what Ham did in this game. Uh, and I think that Ham should be prepared to come with uh, counters to to whatever Jenkins counters are uh, and, and have those in his back pocket as well. So those would be the things I'd be looking at headed into game two. Once again, the Lakers do win 128 to 112. Sean, looking good, according to everyone out there. They're telling you are looking good. I love it. I love it, man. Flashing the Laker colors there. Before we get back to Laker Tom, 
your thoughts, my friend, on what the Lakers need to focus on. Great analysis by Stone, but what do they need to focus on on Wednesday? Like you said, regardless of whether or not he's playing or not, and think he will play, and we're referring to Jaw, I think they're going to – He'll play. He'll I'm, play, I'm sure yeah. He'll play. I'm sure he will too. I think they're 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 going to uh, – I think Jenkins is going to have to like sit them down. They're going to have to watch what went on because if we were surprised – at what we saw, they were, they must have been just as shocked because, I mean, I'm I'm seeing the same game that Stone's watching, and Stone's seeing the same game that Taylor Jenkins is watching, and obviously everybody's kind of seeing. Well, I didn't realize Darvin Ham could pull this rabbit out of the hat as far as uh, offensive sets and uh, and repertoires, but uh, it looks like they're going to have to come up with an adjustment, Gerald, on, on how to uh, eliminate the Lakers' ability to shift their defense because it, it it looked as though we they were like we had them skating a little bit, yeah. spe- especially like around around the, the the left side of the floor in the third. Anyway, it just looked like they were skating. Um, I think there's going to be small adjustments there. I would, although they. They seem to swallow their whistle every time somebody attacked Triple J. I would still attack Triple J next game. I, I don't think they should differentiate from that. Keep at him because eventually they're, they're not going to be able to swallow the whistle and they're going to have to call it. And I still think that you can get either either uh, AD or, or Country Matrix or LeBron or whomever to attack him and get him off the floor. I think if you can win the minutes, Triple J is off the floor on Wednesday night. I still think we can win game two. Laker Tom, I'll get it over to you, my friend. When you see this team and how they're playing today, I'm not sure they can have the same type of efficient scoring night because hitting 43% from three is, is a lot for any team, including the Lakers, and especially the Lakers who, again, aren't the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. But let me ask you this. When it comes to what we see with the Lakers, what can they do to maybe offset that? Let's say they shoot around 35% in game two. What can they do to go ahead and supplement that and still have a great performance in game two? Well, I think the the answer to that is very simply just have LeBron James and Anthony Davis have much more effective offensive games than they've had. The shots were going to other guys because other guys were hitting the shots. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a smart thing to do. Um, and the biggest adjustment that the opponents are going to have to do is to figure out what happens with this team when LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis score 30 points a game, because that's what's going to happen in the next game. They're going to make adjustments and try to take away Reeves and try to take away Achimuro and try to take away D'Lo. But all of those things then open up situations for LeBron and AD. The reason those guys got their points tonight is because the focus of the Grizzlies was obviously to stop our superstars. And so they paid a lot of attention to AD. They paid a lot of attention to LeBron and LeBron was passive because like Sean was saying, he was scoping out what the heck do I have to do the rest of this series to win? And now he knows I can win one game here, probably just by scoring and AD can probably win game by scoring. But they got three other guys tonight who contributed an average of 25 points a game, 75 points. You know, I mean, those all of a sudden that changes the formula. We won the three point contest by three threes. We won the rebound contest by nine rebounds. 
We were even in points in the paint, and their biggest advantage as a team is their points in the paint differential, which is almost five points per game that they outscore their opponents in the paint, and we matched them with that. So the key to the, the key to the next game is just to continue to execute the way that we have in this game to compete on every single possession and to take the open shots and not to be afraid and to move the ball and let the guys shoot who are open and counting those guys making them. Now, if they, if they, if they allow Reeves and Achimura and, and Russell to do the same thing they did this game, LeBron and AD don't have to go out there and become mega stars and have mega games for this team to win. And that's the biggest difference. And it started earlier in the season after the after the trade deadline when all of a sudden the Lakers figured out how to win without LeBron James. That was the big key to this season. Because right now, look at what happened in this game. Where did the big blowout come? James was on the bench. It was AD who was running things when we took over that big run at the end of the game. This team has learned, and, and LeBron is really reveling in this whole fact that Hey, man, you know, these guys can win without me. So let's just figure out where I have to apply my talents and, and we'll figure out how to get through this. As everybody said, and, and Joe said it perfectly, this I, I was as thrilled with this game as I've been with a Laker game in the last, since the bubble, for sure, by far the best game that we've played as a team. And it, good luck, Taylor Jenkins. You got a real challenge ahead of you to figure out what to do to stop this team on Wednesday. Because if you lose on Wednesday, you're going to get swept. Once again, it is Lakers 12. Go ahead, Chad. Gerald, I had a question for everybody on the panel. Tom's and, calling and, out the sweep already. And, and for our uh, and for our audience as well. And it's it's a general basketball question, okay? So okay. the NBA rules incentivized Anthony Davis to go into the circle and draw the charge. It wasn't his fault that Morant got hurt, but no, the rules no, it's a basketball the, play. the rules are the rules. Do you think the circle should be expanded, Gerald, so uh, you aren't incentivized to undercut a driver like that, especially no. when they're in the air? That, ahead, that well, it's just, it's just it's just I don't think he so. wasn't in the air. He wasn't in the air that much. I, I, the one I you're you're making a good. That's a great question. Over and, I don't and, like when the guy's been in the air for 10 minutes and then the guy goes, oh, let me go in here real quick. You know, that I don't like. That I don't like. But that was not that it. Not John Morant was going full steam ahead. No, no, no. But you you, you understand what I mean. Size of the circle is what, what Sean's asking about. Yes, the size of okay. it. It needs to be expanded. I mean, right now, that play like we saw today. Like I said, I'm not in favor of it. Yeah, it's a, that it's play we saw today is as perfect a play as you could see because AD went straight up, man, and there was no way Jock could get that shot off. AD is so fundamentally sound on defense. If you ever just watch how he doesn't get tricked by pump fakes, it's almost amazing. He's got a – you talk about – hillbilly matrix how about how about freaking anthony davis playing one-on-one defense i have never seen him get juked by a fake shot i mean i know he has been but i don't remember well i've seen him do it for two three-point shots recently he he, his timing is phenomenal it's it's probably just a hair under hakeem olajuwon's timing i watched hakeem olajuwon play defense that 
I don't think I'll ever see that again. As good as Dikembe was, as good as Alonzo was, Hakeem had a, had, had a gear that I'd, I'd never seen before. And, and AD's like a, 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 a small little inch below him. As long as it's not a last-second three-pointer. <clears throat> Like yeah, the, right. The only well, he won us. He won us one of those games when it mattered. G. I, I don't know. I know because let's so not let's not get crazy here. I know, but Max, as long as we are one of the sixteen that we need in the next two weeks, or the next four the, weeks. The, the only reason I bring that up is because yeah, super turbocharged athletes like Giannis and jo- By the way, it happened to Giannis today too. The almost exact same play. These ultra athletic men. Enter that lane, and Gerald, the the NBA rules incentivize big guys to do that. the The devil's advocate is: what's wrong with expanding the circle a little bit to give them a little bit of room? So even if you take a charge or you take a hit, it's not like you're hitting a Mack truck and you break an arm or you tear tear something yeah but, I, but you're see now you're now you're just saying it's the exception for the rule you're making an exception for two of the most athletic players well, on i'm the not planet. i'm not twitter me twitter twitter well, and social you know, media everything are, lives on twitter I, and everything yeah. dies kill the messenger but, kill the messenger here's twitter <laughs> eat it yes, yeah. sit on it yeah exactly so once again the lakers do win 128 to 112 uh we've got shows lined up for you all week long Want to let you know that right now. NBA observations, Magic Man in the morning. I think some snack packs are also coming as well. So don't be uh, afraid to go ahead and hit that like or subscribe button to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Joe, I'm going to give it last to you, my friend. Uh, simply said, this was the best game of the year. We, I know we've said that a couple times already when it concerns the Milwaukee, the Minnesota game. But you know what? I think overall you can say from the first quarter, outside of a slip-up, Halfway through the second quarter, this is overall their best performance here. But I, I think their best second half, at least. Well, I, we've discussed wanting to be wrong, and I've never been so happy to be wrong. Same here. For this Same game. Here. For this game. So, Richard E., who's been commenting on our YouTube uh, last few days, you win, and I'm glad you won. Uh, Agreed. This Same is, here. This, this, is, this is what we want, guys. I don't know if our words travel to these guys. I don't think, I don't know if we're there yet, but I do know there are others out there that might be able to travel to them that do uh, agree with what we say. When you do well, we will commend you. When you don't do well, we will criticize you. And I believe that's how you're supposed to do it. It's not about disliking and not liking. And even the little barbs that we say about Jeannie or Rob, the end of the day, we want Jeannie and Rob and Darvin and everyone to win because we're Lakers fans first, and we want them to win, and they can get the credit. You know, we're not we're not executives, we're not players, we're fans. We enjoy it. We have our emotions invested in it, and it, it's a it's one of those things in your life that you don't have really any control over. But that's what makes it fun. It's it's. It's a pride thing. It's an enjoyment thing. Uh, it's an entertainment thing. And that's what the Lakers have done for at least me in the last 30-plus years. And I think even if they had not won the game, and I talked to Stone about this too, I just liked how they came out and played. And I saw that Memphis was playing well too. So if Memphis had won this game, 
I probably still would not be upset tonight. It would be like, damn it, why couldn't we get this game? They held serve. Yeah, if you play like this in terms of the effort, it's very obvious if you watch as much basketball as we do, you see the effort and you see that your coach is trying to adjust to something that's going to give the advantage to his team. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work because in a lot of ways in the NBA, the talent will always override no matter what your game plan is, no matter, you know, it doesn't matter. So we, we, I'm just happy that, that, that we, we got a chance to see intelligent basketball execution and we happen to win, which obviously makes everything even better. And I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy watching bits of the game again tonight and uh, look forward to discussing more in detail here between now and, and Wednesday's game. Absolutely. And until then, please support us here at the Lakers Fast Break. And you guys Lakers have, Fast. you guys have, just so you guys know, uh, I, I believe the last time I checked, uh, let me let me update it one more time here. This is the first time I have seen. Oh, by the way, it went up. We had seven. We have seventeen subscribers in the last hour and eight minutes. That has never happened. So everyone out there that's watching, this is probably your first time. For those of you who have been watching, thank you. We all. I'm, I'm speaking for everyone on the panel here, and those that are, that are not okay. guys. This is something Gerald and I have talked about for about a year. Uh, Gerald tends to be uh, a little bit more worried about things. I'm the one that makes him not worried. And I told him that this day would eventually come, and it has. So we want to thank you for for participating. And we're gonna this thing's gonna get better and better, and it's not gonna stop until I'm in the I'm I'm six feet under. So that's for those of you who don't like us, you're gonna have to deal with us. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be here for a long time to come. But Magic Man, I know he's got a lot of shows lined up. Snack packs, Magic Man in the mornings. We're going to do NBA observations. We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff this weekend. Laker Tom, I'm also going yeah. to get it to Stone Hansen before we head on out so he can give everybody an update on his great show as well. Big shout out to John McCallion. Subscribe to his channel on YouTube as well. Sends out some love to him, my friend. Also as well, Jamie Sweet, who's been in the chat. He just finished the game. Truly great to have him here as well. Please go ahead and check out his five things articles, which will be a great article at Lakerholics.com. Oh, speaking of Lakerholics.com, aren't you, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com? Just want to give you a little update on this Rui Hachimura do not play. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Dead Darvin Ham says, that was kind of on me. I went rogue on our rotation. But he likes how Hachimura responded and the confidence and fearlessness he's found since. So it's an interesting thing that I just the thought says I he did saw. it just because he was playing around with the rotations and look at the results. You look at the results. I, but I'm just telling you, Tom, good, my good observation that really took it in the right way, you know? Yeah. I think that's a big part about everybody on this team. Um, who's closing the game, you notice? The Schroeder didn't close the game this time, um, yet he's out there on the bench rooting and, and cheering everybody else. Um, this team has got it all coming together. And D'Lo, when D'Lo had a bad game, remember when he shot one of nine from yep. the field? He was there in the second half, cheered on Schroeder. Schroeder he helped started one, He game. started over three tonight and came back and had a great game. Very good game. And here's the thing, guys. So we discussed a little bit about this, and then I'll let uh, Stone and, and, and Sean, Sean end this. The Lakers have to really, really, the Lakers as in the organization, have to really understand that they have something here. I, I, I'm not just jumping on because it's tonight. We've had a good sample size here for the last two months. 
they have something here. And what what's important here in terms of something is you're talking about 24, 25, 26 year olds. This is not 29, 30 and 31. This is 24, 25 and 26. The majority of your team is in that range. And almost every one of those guys has a particular set of skills like like Sean does when he's finding people at night. And and, you know, it's <laughs> so guys, it, regardless what, what regardless of what happens in this playoff run, if we get out in the first, we make it the West Conference finals, whatever. Please, Lakers, take connect into account that we really want to see this team in a training camp and play next year. And the result tonight added even more fuel to that because LeBron James did not have to exert a lot of energy. The reason why he's making his 2016 blocks from the other side of the country is because he has the energy to do it. Just throwing that out there, and I want to I wanna put it out in the universe now, early, so we can talk about it the rest of the, you know, playoff run and as well as the offseason when it comes. Before we head on out, Sean, I will close out with you, my friend. But first, it is Stone Hansen from the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. While we've got a big number out there, I want to go ahead and make sure, Stone, that you get us all the plug you can for the great stuff you not only do for us, but the outstanding stuff you do for the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast with the guys out there. What are you focusing on this week before we head on out? And make sure to tell us who you want it for number 17 for the Lakers, since that's now our pick. <laughs> yes. Well, Tom, Tom did it, guys. He did it. <laughs> well, uh, I actually did a, a mock draft where I acted as the Lakers, um, uh-huh. and I picked for them at pick 17 and 47. So if you want to see the results, you could follow me at report underscore court. I also recently, just yesterday, dropped my my lottery, my top 14 prospects in this draft. Uh, I still have a lot more to watch, and I won't be I won't be releasing another board until I round out my top 100 um, later in this year. But uh, yeah, I'm in the full swing of things right now, uh, watching about 14 to 16 hours of games a day, uh, and I have the we dropped our newest podcast uh talking about Jalen Hood, Shafino, Judah Mintz, Tequavion Smith, and Kobe Bufkin. All guys who are combo guards that are probably around in the 17 range for the Lakers. Um so if you're interested in that, give it a listen. We spent two and a half hours talking about four different guys. And we'll be dropping another one uh probably here shortly. Shortly this sometime this week. And yeah, uh, if you want more, just follow me at report underscore court or the podcast at Upside Swings and any reviews are super, we're super grateful for any reviews or dropped on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast or any other podcast. Just like for us, please, five stars for him at Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast with the guys there and five stars for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man, the guy who... Helped us out so much all week long. You worked so hard. We close it out with you, my friend. Your final words before we head to a very busy week once again for us here at Lakers Fast Break. Yes. Yes, Gerald. I'm uh, I'm jacked as I've ever been. Are you going to go past... renting around Toronto? I am. Right now? I, I am. I am, actually. my uh, I haven't had to take the car out for a long drive in about a couple weeks, so the old girl could use a little run. 
so I'm gonna do some donuts in a parking lot, and and <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll have chick on uh, on my surround sound in my car or not. I'm not sure yet, but uh, I've decided we're gonna go buck wild tonight, and uh, I'm not gonna have the police called on me, Gerald. I promise you that I will be <laughs> don't, available don't be for yeah. No, I will be available for uh, Lakers snack pack and uh, more post games coming up. But man. What a tremendous effort! I, it, it's uh, it it warms the heart. It really does. It, the, it and below the heart too. The cockles, like get let's get below the cockles. That's how good it is right now to be a Lakers fan. No, um, Will Ferrell and old school. We're going streaking for you, my friend. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Said. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I did say if they won, if they won game two, I would do the post game sh- show shirtless. But I don't think you'd allow that, Gerald. They, as long as you got the camera a little higher, that's fine by me. That's fine by me. Let the j- look on Joe's face when he heard that. That was like Christine. Christine likes what you're wearing, though. Yes. There you go. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. But great to have you here. Great to have Stone, Laker Tom, Joe Soro, and Sean Grice here. And most importantly, thank you to everyone out there. It was one of our biggest efforts ever, the biggest audiences ever that we've had live. So we truly appreciate it. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We will be back tomorrow with NBA Observations. On Tuesday, with more NBA observations as we cover the playoffs and, of course, all the updates on what's going on with the series between the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Of course, we'll give you all the Lakers updates whenever we get them in. We'll add some snack packs in as well. Want to make sure we get as many panelists as we can to give them all the face time that they want so they can go ahead and share their thoughts on how the Lakers are doing in the playoffs. So please stick with us throughout the NBA playoffs and throughout the playoff run for the Los Angeles Lakers and be part of everything that we do all over. Shout out to Brazil. There you go, Gustavo. Thank you so much for joining us all around the world from the Philippines, Canada, Brazil, Europe. Johnny 2K6 I know is out there as well. Appreciate everyone out there. The fried chicken, Alex, Sovereign, everybody in the chat room. Jamie Sweet, Alex, just so thankful for everybody out there for sending all the love and support for us today. Truly appreciate it. One of our biggest shows ever. And it comes on one of the biggest wins in quite a long time as the Lakers win 128 to 112. What will happen in game two? Hopefully a repeat of game one. Tom's already thinking sweep. Should we get out the brooms? We'll see. We'll talk about it this week right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.